Then we have several that are sick. And so please, please remember uh, Sister Hayslip. Uh, Jack Dance had a heart attack yesterday and had a 100% blockage on one of his uh, main arteries that get, goes to feeding his heart. And so anyway, they got a stent put in last night. And so continue to remember them in prayer. And also Diane Kicklider said she's feeling really bad. And Sister Angel Johns uh, still running 102 degree fever. So we got a lot of sickness, but thank the Lord. Uh, God is well able to keep us and to help us. So we're going to get right on in and we're going to uh, turn the, uh, um, this little part over to have the children do their part. So Sister Sheila, it's to you. Okay, kids. Y'all have to sing this little song. I'm switching songs on you. Didn't get a chance to practice, okay? Sing, stand up, Aurora. There you go. All of you, right on loud. He set me free. Uh, Y'all help me with it. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus to see. Glory to God. He set me free. singer there and uh, she done a great job and we just try to work on the words now <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate how God has been so good to us he has uh, richly richly blessed us and kept us there are so many things that are going on in the world today but aren't you glad we've got a God that is well able to keep us in tests and trials and sickness and heartache, God is able. And I do appreciate the Lord so much. Brother Otis, if you would come and receive our morning tithe and offering and pray for us, I would appreciate that. Well, Jeff, I just thinking this morning, you know, uh, all of us from time to time, we have trouble with the devil. And, uh, you know, that's no time to quit or be discouraged. I was just thinking, you know, in the fourth chapter of James, the eighth verse, he said, draw nigh to God, and yes. he will draw nigh yes. to you. That's right. He said, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. That's right. How do we do that? By faith. Right? Yes. yes. And uh, the, let's see, it's the fourth chapter, the first verse of Zechariah. He spoke uh, to Zerubbabel. He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. Yes, that's right. We don't win this warfare uh, physically, but it's a spirit. That's right, that's right. I've heard people before, they bless God, you know, maybe 
Uh, be emotional with the fist, you know, that, that's, that's not right. That's not what it's there. Yeah. But humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Right. It's about Him. That's right. But anyway, that's I so appreciate good. the Lord. He's been good to me all my life. And I'm thankful this day. I appreciate Him. I appreciate uh, salvation above everything. Yes. I'm glad that He's blessed me and He's allowed me to be able to give. And that's in my heart. I count it a privilege and an honor. Yes. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. I do appreciate my father-in-law and uh, best father-in-law I ever had. Amen. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate him. And he's been steadfast. And I guess we could even say unmovable. Uh, we've tried to get him to move from Richmond Hill up this way, and so we haven't been able to accomplish that. So I guess we just call him unmovable on that front also. And so, uh, but there's also another person that I greatly appreciate, and that's Brother uh, Robert Hicks. Uh, he's been with us since uh, shortly, I guess within about a year after we started the church. And I appreciate him Amen. being with us. He's been our elder ever since. And I don't think we've ever taken up an offering for him. He had a birthday this past week. Yes. And uh, he's uh, all the way up to um, 60 years old. And so uh, I'd like to take up an offering for him. Teresa, I didn't bring any cash, so if you'll help me with that. Uh, Otis, if you would, pass this for us again. This is for Robert Hicks for his birthday. We'd like to honor him for his birthday. Uh, and uh, I do appreciate him. He, uh, he, he and his family have been instrumental in our church for many, many years. And uh, we appreciate him so very much. And uh, we thank the Lord for him. And, uh, you know, uh, there's times he doesn't say a whole lot, but I'm going to tell you, when he does say something, it's generally very wise. Amen. Most of the time. <laughs> now, if he mumbles it, you, you might better watch out. But anyway, <clears throat> you don't know what it might be whenever he mumbles it. But, uh, but I do appreciate him and appreciate all that he has done for us and how he's helped us. Yeah. Tracy, if you would, get us a song here this evening and uh, this, this morning. And, uh, and uh, I really do, uh, there's so much going on and so much sickness going on and a lot of sickness that's, uh, I don't know where it's coming from. It's just... We got someone on the back row. I think she's supposed to have uh, 10 or 12 tests being done coming up. And so, you know, that's just kind of the normal thing when you start getting older to have maintenance done. And so, uh, but you know what? I can tell you, because I've, I've been sick for many years. And I prayed and I fasted for healing. And there are times I get relief, 
but it's ever present with me. But I want to tell you something, folks. God is able. And if He does, if He chooses not to heal you, He will strengthen you to be able to make it through. He is our burden bearer. He is the one that is able to help us make it through the day. When we lose loved ones, when things are against us, when life is going the wrong direction, He's our keeper. And we can trust Him. And I can tell you, you can trust Him. I've told some of these uh, folks that uh, it's kind of strange for a man to have it, but uh, somehow I'm strange anyway. But when I came down with fibromyalgia many years ago, I think that's just a term meaning I don't know what you got. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> I've told some of these folks that have also come down with it, I, I tried to encourage them some. I said, look, if you'll just keep living for the Lord after a while, you just won't notice that pain as much. Amen. And they're like, that's not much encouragement, but it is encouragement because <laughs> God's helping us. And so I do appreciate the Lord. Let's get in and see what God's got for us here this morning. Amen. He's wanting to help you. He's wanting to help me. Yesterday, I think it was yet, no, day before yesterday, I was talking to um, Sister Diane, and she listens to these services, and uh, Sister Angel John's, Jamie, different ones, and uh, my heart, you know, was just touched by the different things that she said about sickness, and they're all going through something today at home. Uh, but the way my husband and I were raised, we're raised under Brother C.M. Butler. My daddy was raised that way, Steve, but Steve, Kathy, Jeffrey. And if you remember on the radio broadcast, when he would pray, he said, reach your hand out and touch the radio. Right. So this morning, for those that you are listening, uh, I know my husband's going to pray for you. All of us have been praying for you. Reach out and touch your telephone, however you're listening this morning. And if you have faith to believe in God, you know, Sister Barbara, I don't know where you're at, know what kind of pain you're going through, but I know one time years ago, seven days in the hospital, I got up and said to my husband and the doctor, I'm going home. The doctor says, if you do, you will die. But God healed my body. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
we don't know when the God we serve is going to look at you and say, today is your last opportunity. Right. Your last opportunity. And we don't get to pick it. Yesterday out on the streets, um, I had no idea that Angel Lee had already ministered to a woman who just got out of Bible. We just got out of the hospital with blood poisoning, septic. And uh, when I went up to her and I touched her body, I didn't know nothing. I just felt dead. And I began to sob because holding that body, I just felt my door was still with me. Brother Todd, last time, last opportunity, and you are chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, 
And if those that are able, if you would stand with us as we take our text here this morning, we will start in verse 16. Do you have it? Amen. All right. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good Master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that, that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank You. I thank You, Lord, that You bring salvation. And I thank You, Lord, that You are that pearl of great price. I thank You, Lord, that there's nothing more valuable than having You in our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, we thank You for all that You have done I thank You for the great sacrifice You made upon Calvary. And we thank You, Lord, for Your daily blessings. Come by, help us, anoint us here this morning. For Lord, I can do nothing without You. And I need You here this morning. Touch us. Help us, we pray, in Your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You know... We've, uh, we've seen and heard preaching on this rich young ruler. And if we're not careful, we'll say, I've heard it before. What, what need, what, why do we need to hear this again? Huh? Uh, I've heard uh, we've had people in the past that would say, why do you keep singing the, that song over and over and over again? Well, uh, the truth of the matter is, it feels good. Huh? Uh, and so I like singing praises unto the Lord and worshiping God over and over again. But in these stories, it's teaching us things. And these lessons are for the old and for the young. Amen. For those who are saved and for those who are seeking the Lord. And I hope that we all are seeking a closer walk with Him this day. And so, in these Scriptures here, we see that this young man came unto Jesus uh, over in the uh, book of, uh, I think it's Luke, is the uh, like one. It said uh, that, I'm sorry, it was over in Mark, said that he came and kneeled before the Lord. Yeah. asking Him, what do I do 
What do I do? And you know that's a common question. What do I need to do to make heaven my home? What do I do to live for eternal life? And uh, not only is it in our particular teachings of, of the Scriptures, but a lot of the others, other religions of the world have things about making heaven their home. Unfortunately, to be a Muslim, to, to make sure you make it to heaven, you've got to die while you're fighting a Christian or somebody else. Isn't that a bad way to go, huh? I like God's way, the true God's way. Amen, not the false teachings. And so here he comes and asks him the question, what must I do, amen, to, uh, to have eternal life? Uh, in, uh, in Luke, he says to be an heir, uh, to inherit eternal life. How, what is it that I should do? And first and foremost, the Lord uh, calls him and says, why are you calling me good? Because they're not supposed to be calling people good back during these times. I know it's common for us to say that's a good man and all that. But in these scriptures and in the teaching that they had back then, to call somebody good, the only person that was good was God. Which, by the way, that's where we get our Anglo-Saxon word good from, is from the word God. Just a little tidbit there. And he said, uh, he said uh, you shouldn't be calling me God. There's one that should, uh, you should call, and that's God. But if that will enter into life, life. You know, so many times we look uh, at the scriptures, and there are people today that they don't want to be told, you know, as a Christian, don't tell me how to live my life, and don't tell God loves me, and He takes all that I've given to Him, and I don't have to do anything. In one sense, they're right. Yep. You cannot earn salvation. You cannot do enough good things to make yourself saved, okay? Right. But I can tell you this much, yes. if you're going to stay saved, yes. you better obey the Word of God. Right. Jesus said, if you love me, ye shall keep my commandments. And I'm going to tell you something, Jesus, uh, John said, in the beginning was the Word. The Word that came from God all the way from Genesis all the way through to the New Testament all the way to Revelation. That's the Lord. And so in those places there are definite things He says do and don't do. Do this, don't do that. Worship God. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Uh, there are different things that we are to do. And there are things we are not to do. And so, Jesus began to rattle off the uh, part of the uh, Ten Commandments, the Ten Words that said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Thou shalt love the Lord. I'm sorry, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, Brother Jeff has said this for many years. It's not hard keeping the Ten Commandments. 
It's not. For people to come up and say, oh, nobody can keep the commandments. What? Ten commandments, you can keep them. They're not hard to keep. Come on. Y'all with me? All right. This young man said, all these things I have kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Now, you see, in some people, that would be considered a boast. Uh, with some, you would think, oh, he's just exaggerating, you know? But Jesus didn't say, uh, wait a minute. You didn't do it here. You didn't do it. He didn't contradict him. Jesus saw him and loved him. And I believe he had been keeping those things since he was a youth. Come on. Because those things are not hard to keep. Huh? But if you've been keeping them, it does not save you. Those keeping things doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you were raised in church since you were knee-high to a grasshopper doesn't make you saved. This young man, he probably his parents were probably godly people and were part of the synagogue. He was a ruler of the synagogue and a rich man, a young man. And so, you know, he had godly examples. On, but just because you've been to church all your life doesn't make you saved. And so many times, those who've grown up in church, they just take it for granted. Oh, well, I've been here forever, you know. I'm, I'm as good as anyone else. I do just, that don't make you saved. It doesn't make you saved. And so Jesus said, if thou wilt be perfect. But here is the thing about that word perfect. I know, you know that's one of my pet peeves. I don't like hearing somebody get up and testify. Well, now nobody's perfect, and I'm not perfect. You know, I, I, I don't like hearing that, not from a Christian. You might not have been perfect, but I hope you're striving for perfection. Yeah. I'm hoping you're trying to be perfect. Amen. And from the last time you prayed, if you hadn't sinned, amen, you've been perfect from then on since it's been under the blood. Yeah. Hello. And uh, because uh, I can tell you, you go out there to the world and most worldly churches, they'll tell you, oh, you're not perfect. You're not, huh? Come on. This young man said, I kept these things from my youth up. I've been a good little boy, huh? I've been, I remember uh, an evangelist's wife many years ago, she had got, uh, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at an early age. And I guess she was like 10 or 12 years old and her mama asked her a question and she lied. And whenever she did, she realized what she'd done, put her hand over her mouth and fainted. Because it was probably the first lie she had told. Come on. Huh? You can live a good life. But to... Be perfect before God. To be complete before Him, you got to have Him living Amen. in you. 
living in you. Here these scriptures says Jesus, uh, he would really the word probably uh, is a little more if thou wilt be complete. This young man, he had something empty in him. He knew he was empty. He was looking for that assurance. He was looking for that peace. He, he was empty within him. And so uh, he came to Jesus thinking that if he could uh, guarantee what you know eternal life was and how to get it, he would fill that void. Huh? You know, there's a lot of times we fill those voids with things. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not for drinking at all. No, I'm not. I'm not for doing drugs. As some of you know, I'm not for spending hours on Facebook. And I'm not really for people playing games on their computers, okay? Or, uh, you know, all kind of different things. And all those type things are trying to bring peace to our hearts when uh, life is going on. When you don't have Jesus, you're trying to fill it with different things. Alcoholics. Why does an alcoholic get uh, drunk over and over and over again? Even like my wife mentioned, this woman had blood poisoning and uh, you know, caused because the kidneys aren't, aren't uh, filtering that blood properly and go right back out there. And when Teresa uh, was meeting with her, here she is drunk again asking God to help her. Why? Because she's got a void. Amen. She's got this emptiness in her. And they cannot be filled. Satan says, try more drugs. Try more pornography. Try more uh, illicit uh, adultery. Try stealing. Try uh, uh, things that... I used to call it, you know, where you make a dare to somebody and your heart gets, you know, I did it, I did it. That excitement. People try to fill it with all kinds of things, but the only thing that will fill it is Jesus. Nothing else will fill it. And so, Jesus said, if you'll be perfect, if you'll be complete, if you want to be a mature man of God, He said, sell that thou hast. Then He said, give it to the poor. And He said, thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Can I tell you something? Just selling your stuff and giving it all to the poor is not going to save you. There are a lot of people who will give and give. Uh, A lot of, uh, uh, they call them philanthropists or whatever. Uh, They give monies and all those type things, you know. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to buy hope, you know, that maybe their uh, good deeds will outdo their bad deeds. You know, things don't work like that. They don't work. But the most important part of this statement that Jesus gave to that man was go... Sell what you have. You know, a lot of times it's our riches. It's our comforts. It's our securities. 
that we put our trust in instead of putting our trust in Jesus. And so here he said, sell that you have, give to the poor, and I'll have treasure in heaven. And I would imagine that man just rolled his eyes thinking, I'm not interested in treasure in heaven. Huh? I want peace on earth. Come on. But Jesus gave him the answer to that too. In these two, in these few words, come and follow me. I don't know about you, but I get excited about that. The call of God. When God calls us and He convicts us of our sins and He convicts us of those things that are holding us back, I, I, I don't know who this man ended up being. I don't know how he ended up in his life. I don't know his riches more than likely carried him down to that pit called hell. Amen. He probably uh, uh, regretted that decision, but yet fought with it all the rest of his life because he didn't do what Jesus told him to do. And you know, uh, a friend of mine, pastor friend, there was one particular man he kept going and trying to pray for over and over and over again. And, uh, and he'd go by to him and he said, don't you want to be saved? And he says, yes, I do. He said, well, let's pray. You'll get saved. And he said, it's too late. It's too late. And my pastor friend said, it's not too late. If you'll just... He said, it's too late. He said, I pray. He said, uh, the Lord would deal with me to pray and I wouldn't pray. The Lord would deal with me to pray. And this man, the older man, just crying and boohooing, dying on the hospital bed. And he'd say, but it's too late. I can't pray now. When God calls you, you better go. When God calls... And uh, I, I used to preach this pretty regular. And I, I guess I hadn't in a while. But you know, God is only required to call you one time. One time. He's not required to call you more than that. One time. But we serve such a wonderful God. We serve such a great God. He does call on us more than one time. But oh, don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself thinking, I'll have another opportunity. I can do it at another time. There'll be time later on. I got a few things I got to get fixed up. It'll never happen. You'll never get to the place where you think you're good enough to serve God because you can't. But when you get to the place where you say, God, here I am. All my faults, all of my failings, all of my troubles, I give it all to you. That's what Jesus was asking this young man to do. He knew that if he left him with his riches in time, he would depend more on his riches and less on God. And so for that man to be right with God, he had to get rid of it. Here, the demoniac at the gathering said, Lord, let me follow you. And the Lord said, no, I want you to stay and tell them what happened with you. 
But this man, the rich man, he said, follow me. Follow in his footsteps. Follow his path. Follow his ways. Amen. Oh, I hear people all the time, you know, you talk about if somebody strikes you, turn the other cheek, and then they'll say, yeah, but he didn't say what to do after that. I can tell you what he said. He means for you to do. Turn it again and again and again. We've got to follow Jesus' ways. Not our own thoughts. Not our own desires. I can tell you, <laughs> I found the most perfect job for me several years back. I've been in jobs all through my life, and y'all know how some of them get sometimes. After a while, it's hard to wake up and go to the job because you just don't want to go. Huh? But I got paid for the job that I did, and I liked it, and it was fun. Huh? Not everybody finds a job that they really, really enjoy, you know? But you know what? The Lord's asked me to give it up. Huh? What's more important? Him or you? His ways or your ways? And so the young man, when he realized what Jesus was saying, he shook his head and he went away sorrowful. That word sorrowful not only is talking about being sad, but it's talking about being distressed. Distressed. To be upset about what you've heard. To be upset with what was said. You know? He said, if I'd be perfect for me to go do all this, but I don't think I have to do all this. Uh, you know, he didn't tell everybody else to sell everything they had and give to the poor. He just told me. He went away distressed. Oh, he must not have been right. That preacher, Jesus, got it wrong. Let me tell you something. Jesus... Don't get it wrong. He's always right. He knows what's right. Amen. And He knows exactly what we need in our lives. Some of us, we need encouragement. Some of y'all, like me, need this finger on our head. Hello? The Lord said, you know, basically... Blessed are those that are, who are lifted up, who are, are poor and have been made rich. And with me, it was rich and made poor. Hello? I thank the Lord for it. I thank Him. You know why? If I hadn't listened, if I had fought it, any more than I had been fighting it, I probably would have been lost and undone. But you know what? Serving Jesus is the best thing. Whenever, whenever my heart was giving me uh, trouble a couple weeks ago, 
Teresa was all upset. We got to go to the hospital. We got to go to the hospital. Uh, take me home. Me and Brother Jack can talk about it. I think that's just a common response. And whenever, whenever men, wives, when you hear your man talk like that and he's in terrible pain, don't listen to him. That's right. Don't listen to them. Take them to the hospital. They're out of their head and they don't understand why. Okay? But uh, I want to go home. She said, you may die. You know? I was ready to go. Hello? I was ready to go. I wasn't afraid. I just didn't want to be by myself. Come on. I wanted my wife with me. Do you know what? He's everything, folks. You might be working to put treasure up in heaven. I'm working just to please Him. That's all I want. To please my Jesus. To let Him know every day I love Him. Amen. I no longer have that void in my life. I've got Jesus. Amen. Huh? That's what we need. That's the best thing for you. That'll solve all of your problems. Brother Jeff, you don't know what you're talking about. How will that solve my house problems? How will that solve my car problems? How will that solve... You just need Jesus. Because he's the answer to every problem yes. you got. Amen. And he will carry you through. That's right. Amen. Teresa, come, get us a song. Where's Maddox? Okay, anyway. All right. He and all of these youngins in here. This message is for you. You're growing up in church. And if the Lord tarry and you get to be 20 or 30 years old, I want you to remember just because you grew up in church don't make you saved. Just because you grew up in a wholeness church doesn't make you a holiness. Only having Jesus in your heart in your life. I've heard some preachers say, oh, that preacher, he didn't, maybe he preached on a subject like this. Didn't talk about anything about skirt lengths or hair lengths or, or uh, uh, you know, beards or nothing like that, you know. And so you know, I've heard preachers say, oh, they didn't preach any holiness. Let me tell you, when you preach about the love of God, and the saving power of Jesus Christ, that is holiness. Amen. To know Him, to know Him in the fullness of His, His Spirit, and to have Him in your heart and your life, that's holiness. It'll take care of all them other things. But you got to get the first thing first. You've got to get a hold of Jesus. Let's stand all across the house. What will you do to gain eternal life? How 
are you saved? I want to tell you something. You're only saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. No add-ons and no subtractions. The blood. But you can't stay at the cross and be a follower of Jesus. He said, come, follow me. You come unto Him and then you walk. There's so much more than just asking God to forgive you of the sins. There's that relationship to know Him, to love Him, to hear Him. I'm very disturbed about some things. We're living in a time right now because of things happened in the last few years. There are people are turning away to a more dry type of worship of God. They don't want to feel the Spirit of God moving. They don't want to follow after His Spirit. Not so much believing people when they say, I've heard from God. Not really trusting people who say, you know, the Lord said. They don't want to trust any of that kind of stuff. We're in a time and in a bad time. Let me tell you something. Our God is a change. Jesus said, except He cut the days short. No flesh shall be saved. We're entering into those days. It's March already, Brother Robert. March! March. Tomorrow. Yeah. Forgive me. Tomorrow. Be March. Of 2021. Time to pass it. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Better get it right. Better get it right. So I'm going to invite us to come to this altar. Seek after Him. Be serious with God. Don't go down there and say, well, I'll wait till so-and-so gets up and I can get up and follow Him and then we can go get us some lunch. Come and pray. And seek Him. Because he says, come and follow. Come and follow. So come, let's pray right now.